Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Tom Korski is the executive editor of Blacklock's Reporter at Minding Ottawa. I'll always enjoy the conversation. How are you, Tom? I'm well, thank you, Roy. It's always good to talk to you. I appreciate it. Yeah, can you uh, can you please bring me up to date on on something that you uh, that you put out there on the fifth of July, which is just a couple of days ago, and has to do with uh, the elections commissioner. I'm trying not to laugh here because we laugh a lot when you and I talk, but it's a sort of defensive because this people are so blatantly uh, non-compliant with common sense. The election commissioner threw out 116 complaints alleging illegal conduct by foreign agents. Please, please, I don't want to finish this. You finish it. This is interesting, Roy. And we know actually quite a bit about how the office of the elections commissioner worked. We were once on the inside of an investigation. Uh, this went, goes back about three years. It was not impressive in the manner of the correctional service. There's a level of mediocrity, but this one is striking. Elections commissioner, that's where you would go if you had a complaint of a breach of the Elections Act. Well, that sounds kind of technical. On the contrary, these are serious crimes. These are felonies. People have gone to jail for less. The crimes are that you would interfere with a ballot or that you would dissuade someone from voting. You would try to spread misinformation. You tried to tamper with an election. 116 complaints were dismissed in the last two general campaigns by the cop on the beat, the commissioner of elections, whose job is to ensure that elections are on the level in this country. Why does this matter? Because we know the context is, as you and I have discussed, Roy, and everyone in the country who's interested knows this now, foreign agents have been engaging in monkey business. This is established, we know, because one of them was kicked out of the country by the Department of Foreign Affairs. He worked at the China Consul in Toronto. 116 complaints dismissed. Number of prosecutions to date, zero. That's the Commissioner of Elections. Uh, Yesterday, Kenny Chu was on the program. At this time yesterday, the former Conservative Member of Parliament in British Columbia, who was defeated in 2021 after Beijing targeted him because his private member's bill called for the establishment of a registry of individuals who are in the employ of another country or another jurisdiction while, while lobbying the federal government of Canada. I mean, it's right there on the table. It's all waiting for the, for the, for the commissioner and—, and uh, and her her uh, her crew, but 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 Roy, now you begin to see why there's hesitation to call a public inquiry. And they've oh, been yeah. ragging this pot oh, since yeah. March. That's so you, true. Everyone can see why. That's so true. What's worse than having an allegation put on your table of a felony <laughs> involving misconduct, election fraud? You know what's worse is not doing anything about it. My two cents: they ever have an inquiry, someone's going to jail. I I think it is that raw. That's my take. Wow. Now, what's this one? One day later. I think it's one day later. Let me check. My, yeah, one day later. There's a million reasons not to have an inquiry into allegations of election fraud. Please, Tom, over to you. 
Well, the Prime Minister last week on Wednesday said that he really wanted to have an inquiry. But the Conservative Party, oh, the, conser- it's the Conservative that. Party had, had, had they pulled that piano wire across the trail that tripped everyone up and they were being obstructionist. To which the Conservative Party replied by publishing, this is rare, they published an internal email from a cabinet aide who said, um, uh, this is on us, we're working on it, I'll circle back to you, I'm doing my best. <laughs> it, was, it was irony rich. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. Three times the House of Commons, a majority of the House has voted for an independent judicial inquiry with subpoena powers to compel release of documents, including cabinet records. This is it. Three times. There was only one caucus that voted against it three times, and that was the government caucus. We understand there has to be an inquiry at some point. You know the problem they have now, Roy? They have dogged this so long. There is every chance, this is almost unbelievable to put it plainly, forgive me, there is every chance you are going to go into another general election without knowing what happened in the last two involving these hundreds of complaints of election fraud. You say, wow, we're like the Zaire of the G7. Who who would do that? We would. Yeah. It is really, when you think about it, when you really, you don't think that hard. You just have to concentrate on it. It is deeply concerning, and it's compromising the very democratic fundamentals of elections in this country. It's simple. You're wrong. You're just wrong. Now, I want to stay with the, uh, with the liberal members of parliament, if I may. So, um, Black Lux reporter at Mining Ottawa, Lib MPs hold... Facebook shares, even as at Pablo Rodriguez wages act boycott against irresponsible company, quote, if government and politicians don't stand up against bullying, who will? So the liberal MPs are holding shares, right, in Meta and, uh, and Facebook, and the liberal party is, is, is still buying advertising on those two platforms. It hurts, doesn't it, Roy? This is it makes my head hurt. Heritage. It makes my head hurt. Uh, absolutely. He's going to pull $11 million in federal advertising with Facebook, the great Satan that is gnawing at the vitals of democracy as we know it. We are led to believe they are in the woods. They are kidnapping children at night. They are the worst of the worst. He means business. He has said so. Well, problem. They couldn't have brought this up at caucus because they would have noticed two MPs, James Maloney, Etobicoke Lakeshore, Talib Nur Mohammed, Vancouver Granville, were way in the back row swapping shares <laughs> in Facebook, having a, apparently a jolly time cashing their dividend checks. So we can belief. only assume one of two things must have occurred. Either MPs Maloney and Nur Mohammed did not get the email to attend the caucus Facebook torch burning, or there wasn't such a meeting. And it's all performative nonsense by the Minister of Heritage. We, we can only draw our own conclusions. I know that Jim belief. and Talib have drawn their own conclusions. <laughs> they may not get their nomination papers <laughs> signed for yeah, the next go-around. Think of the dividends, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big money. Now, now, what about this one now? Let's talk about subsidies for auto battery factories. Now totaling, you write, $31 billion for three Ontario plants. 31 
billion dollars in subsidies. We're not the United States. How much is thirty-one billion? It's thirty-one times. Well, a billion is a thousand million. <laughs> it's worse than that. How, it's worse than how that. Much is thirty-one only once? Only once. It was Don't say it's worse than that, please. The Department of Industry revealed how much they tally for corporate subsidies from the government of Canada to everyone under every government agency and department through every program. How much they were asked over and over just once. They went to the Commons Industry Committee five years ago, and they said it's $5.5 billion a year. That's every company, everyone. Every penny in corporate welfare from Atlantic to Pacific is $5.5 billion a year, unless lucky, lucky Stellantis and Volkswagen, you are now the winner in the game of life because you will get the equivalent of six times the corporate welfare for every company in Canada for these three battery plants, St. Thomas, Windsor, and Brampton, Ontario, ain't life grand. They're all foreign-owned. It is six times the corporate aid for the, every other company in Canada. It's staggering. I remember not so long ago when a $20 billion federal government deficit was a, a reason for great national consternation. And what are we getting for this, by the way? Well, they, they would say jobs, jobs, jobs. But you, if, you do, if you do the math, it comes to millions of dollars per for job. Each job. Look, at, if we went to everyone who's going to be working at the Volkswagen plant in St. Thomas, Ontario, and bought them a vacation home in the Caribbean and a new Buick, it would be cheaper. If we gave them a pension for life, it would be cheaper. Now... In fairness to the Department of Industry, what is their logic? Have they been drinking cough syrup? Why would you do such a thing? They have convinced themselves that they are building the Model T of the future. Everyone's going to be driving electric. Canada is in the vanguard of the electric battery movement, and it's going to be great. Problem, electrics are 5% of vehicles on the road today. And their own internal research shows Canadians, consumers, aren't keen on them because they're very expensive and they have reliability issues in minus 20. Someone believes in the future? I guess they're taking a chance. It's easy to gamble when it's other people's money, Roy. Mr. Korsky, I alert you to the fact that public opinion about EVs is going to change as soon as the carbon tax drives the per liter gasoline cost <laughs> to 20 bucks. When it costs you $600 to half-fill your gas tank, you're going to be running for one of those Stellantis batteries. <laughs> the beatings will continue until morale improves, I understand. <laughs> uh, God, we need three volunteers, you, you, and you. Uh, Terry sent an email from Calgary to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Are you and Tom Korsky making this stuff up? Yep, we are. Because no government could possibly operate the way our, th these people are operating. No, we're not. In fact, I am uh, I'm reading from Blacklock's reporter. Now, Tom, $31 billion, a lot of money for the battery plant subsidies. But we're getting a deal on a moon car. $65 million. Right. <laughs> Speaking as a lot of driver, I mean, that's got to hurt. <laughs> $65 million. We see this in an audit of the Canadian Space Agency. 
They, uh, and I'm quoting them, approximately, so oh, that means cost plus, it never goes down, $65 million allocated to develop a, a Canadian lunar rover. This is part of our return to Why? the program. Why? Well, it's, it's, about the, it's about the future. I know. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. You're saying, didn't we Why? go about 50 years ago? <laughs> I vaguely remember one small step for man or hum- sure. people kind. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's a $150 million program. Uh, so there you go, about uh, over a third going for the moon car, $65 million. I can just see somebody uh, saying, so what do you do for a living while well, uh, I'm designing your moon car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you now? Okay, that's interesting. Let's talk to the next person. I don't think they're bringing it back either. I mean, it's... No, no, no. no it'll, there'll be a parking lot up there built uh, filled with Canadian moon cars. Okay, nine times in 50 years, Parliament has forced a quick end to the B.C. port disputes, but not this time. I spoke earlier with Robin Guy the uh, of the Chamber of Commerce. We're losing $800 million a day with that... Uh, that uh, that uh, Vancouver port is closed. Eight hundred million a day lost to the Canadian economy. Massive. Third of a million cars go through there every year. That's the port's figures. But there have been, uh, you know, there's there's a long, colorful history of labor disruptions, in, including lockouts and strikes at uh, British Columbia ports. So we counted them up, and it has been nine times in fifty years. Uh, there have been incidents, if it's an analogy, 1972. So there was a, there was a very strong New Democrat caucus in the, that parliament of the day. And they also did not speed passage of back-to-work legislation, which some, as you mentioned, business groups have called for. That one lasted 21 days, and that was in the middle of summer. They have to bring parliament back. That's the only way if they want to force an end to that, uh, to that strike, Roy. And we're into now day nine, started on the first. So it could be a long, hot summer for anyone who's getting any goods in or out of the Port of Vancouver. Isn't this reminiscent of 2019 and the rail strike when Mr. Trudeau is gallivanting around the world, trying to look secure for us uh, a temporary seat on the uh, United Nations Security Council, wouldn't come home, wouldn't deal with the rail strike. He had his ministers have a go at it, and uh, they were not doing a great job. And in 2019, that's right, by Teamsters. But it's interesting that you mention that, because at the time, uh, Mr. Singh, leader of the New Democratic Party, said, we are not going to give unanimous consent. By the way, you need that. If you want to pass those bills in a day, you have to give unanimous consent. That means just one member has to say no. And Singh said in 2019, forget it. I'm not going to give a unanimous consent to speed a back-to-work bill. And that... Uh, did bring a quick end to that uh, dispute between Teamsters and Canadian National Railway. But this one, uh, nine days already, so it's, I mean, what I'm saying is a month-long strike at the Port of Vancouver is not, this is not the moon and the stars. It's happened before. So you're not waiting for Parliament to be recalled, particularly not with the Prime Minister uh, attending uh, the NATO conferences where Canada really has such a large role to play as with our 50-year-old jets. And, uh, well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, uh, it would be, they don't like recalling it. This, there's no winning on this one, Roy. You Democrats and Liberals have everything to lose. And so maybe you wait and see if something nice happens. That's what they did in 1972, and the strike lasted till August. Good Lord. 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.